Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your candidate or career search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. Today, I have brought guests to you, mainly because I ate at their restaurant, and it was fabulous, but then after hearing their story... I wanted to bring it in and explore it a little bit more. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Um, I'd like to welcome Alda Boyani, and I already warned them that I was going to mess this up. (laughs) She is the co-founder and CEO of 12 Cuts Steakhouse here in Dallas. That's where I met them. Actually, I met them at Success North Dallas and then went to eat at the restaurant. Um, She's joined by Michelle MacArthur right here to my right, Vice President of Sales and Marketing. Alda and her husband, Juarez de Canto, I'm going to call him JJ, as all his friends do, (laughs) moved here from Brazil to the United States in 1997 to help debut the first American Fogo de Chao, located here in Addison. After 20 years in the business, they decided to create their own version of an authentic Brazilian steakhouse with South American flair. The 12 Cuts menu features 12 cuts of meat, including filet mignon, strip loin, bottom sirloin, and rack of lamb. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Y'all have an incredible story to tell, and I can't wait to share it with our audience. But first, let's talk about that meal the other night. It was amazing when we visited. And Thank you. Yeah, and I understand that you've brought some of your own recipes from your country, correct? Yes, and some recipe from Argentina, too. Well, like the empanada that you tried there. So. Oh, I know that they came bearing gifts, guys. There's like food out there, and I can smell it right now. So as soon as we're done, we're going to go have a little feast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about Twelve Cuts and what brought you to create the restaurant. What did you want to do differently, and what makes you unique? Well, Alda and Juarez they wanted to share the South American culture with the world. And having the elements of the Argentinian cuisine, making it just a little bit different than um, what their past uh, restaurants they had. So they wanted to bring a South American flair from the Pampas region, which is where the best beef in the world comes from. Pampas? Pampas. Pampas. I'm learning all sorts of new dialect today. (laughs) Yeah, and they have, just with that, it's a farm-to-table market fresh salad bar. And with that market fresh salad bar and the meats, it's non-GMO, fresh, organic, no MSG, um, there is no hormones, and everything is from local farmers right here in uh, in the community. So do you own any of your own farms, or do you just depend on those local farmers? Yeah, we order here from the vendors, so yeah. Okay, okay. And how do you know... Um, when you're ordering from those farms, I'm just curious, and, you know, I also have another friend that does the uh, farm-to-table concept, but how do you know that these people are truly doing what they say they're doing, non-GMOs and all that good stuff, what we're looking for? So, they, for example, what are the vendors, so we have a box, and the box that they say, um, 
if it is organic or sustainable or if it is what it has all the product mm -hmm. uh, and so label. There's that hair. And, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> and also, yeah, we trust. Uh, we have a vendor that I, I have a relationship for a long time, so that is is very trustable. That is awesome. That is awesome. I've always been curious about that and how that works. Because um, I know my friend that I mentioned, he does own like all his own farms and, you know, sugarcane plants and stuff like that. And that's what he brings together. So I was just curious. Um, what lessons did you learn in opening Fogo to Chow that helped you when you created 12 Cuts? So we learn, we work in Brazil too. So this is what we brought from Brazil. Where do we grow up with this culture? And so we brought the culture here. And then we continue to improve to make sure that these, the American, they welcome us so well. And then we kind of make sure that is the food is good, not only for our country that we grow up, but for America, for people here. So we kind of work to make sure it is a better and improve it for people here. They like it. So we, uh, we make some changes that is more from here. So Okay, okay. And that's what you did moving forward when you opened yes, 12 Cuts. Yes. Gotcha. And then 12 Cuts is something that we want to open for a long time, some restaurants. So, and we look for different locations since there's is the problem and the health and doctors here. So, for us to find a location here was more convenient. And so. And you totally, so the building that you're in by, right now, I can't remember what it was before. Was it a Jack's? It, yeah. was it was another Brazilian restaurant. It wasn't yeah. another Brazilian So yeah. I never yeah. ate at that one, but I know that from what I understand, you guys went in there and just completely gutted, remodeled. And yeah. I mean, people, if you go in there, you are just going to be amazed. This is, it's not only good food, it's a gorgeous place to sit down and eat. And you just feel so welcome as soon as you walk in the door. So, and Alda and JJ are usually there. At least you've been there every time I've been there. Yeah. JJ is there every day, seven o'clock in the morning. Until almost close. Oh, my goodness. That makes for a long day. What time do you all close? Uh, we close usually 10, 10.30. You're a beast, JJ. Yes. Well, and they have <laughs> another partner, Dejair, who yeah. that helps them as Do we well. call him Didi? Didi. Yes, Didi. <laughs> but, you know, talking back around um, how Juarez, he completely regutted. He was the one pulling up the tile and the floors, and it's so beautiful. It's just a very airy, eclectic, contemporary mm -hmm. um, atmosphere. With lots of space for people to hold major events and just to, you know, you could do a family reunion there. I know we did um, an event there, was it two months ago? Yeah. With Success North Dallas? September, yeah. And we had, I believe we had 147 people show up and we were in that back area and there, there was not a minute that anybody felt cramped. Yeah, we can accommodate. I mean, that is our upper pompous area and that room will accommodate um, up to 200 people. So for groups, we can do from 10 up to 350 people in the entire restaurant. That's amazing. And it's, it is just such a beautiful place. I do want to share one little tip with people if you go eat there. Don't overdo it at the salad bar. You're going to want to overdo it, and then you're going to miss out on all the fantastic meat. That's what I always do. I always get so full at yeah. a time, and then I'm like, I'm going to turn this over now. <laughs> so, but your salad bar is amazing. 
just absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, and that's where we have the medallion that goes red and green that you yes. can go through. And when you're ready to take a break and let your food digest, it's like turn it to the red. And when you're ready to have the food and have them come with all the different meats, that's turn it to green, take a break, have a little bit of grilled pineapple to with the enzymes to balance your stomach. And then, Is that what that's for? It does. It helps it. And it's a great dessert. Yeah. I did not know that's what that was for. So, and it, it, that's... The grilled pineapple is amazing, too. So I want to take this in a little bit different direction for a second, okay? So I love that you've descri described 12 Cuts as a safe place for you all as well as, as a family, but also as a place for others and specifically for JJ. Um, 12 Cuts is a safe place for him to work and live out his dream while having Parkinson's disease. So for those of you watching us, I'm sure you can see. JJ shaking, but it's not because he's, you know, coming off anything. He's, he's happy. <laughs> he's happy. <laughs> so how has his physical disability played into the evolution of the restaurant and how can other employers take advice from his story and make their environment safer and more comfortable to those with disabilities? Well, you know, having limitations and disabilities as today you say it in society, it is, it's a big thing. Yeah. Especially with employers to just be more open-minded yes. and um, embracing it. And I think as employers are watching, um, it's not only about just being open-minded and embracing it, but just because somebody has a disability or a limitation doesn't mean they can't do something. Um, when you are removing yourself from stress, and of course, just living in today's society, we have so much stress mm -hmm. in the world we live in, but not causing additional stress with that. And that's the number one key with any any type of disability. But um, that a way uh, as well is what causes some, the stress for them right now is not having a full house. They want to be able to have that full house and be able to share. And that's what gets uh, Joada is excited about really helping people and puts him on um, on stage so that he's actually not thinking about, wait, am I shaking because I'm just like ready to dance or it is what it is. And this is part of what his illness and it allows employers to say, wait, I might have someone that has limitations, um, but they can do this and that. And that's what uh, Juarez's message is to really reach out and say, it doesn't matter what you want to do. For him, his dream is what he knows and what his family has grown up with. All of our families, just not just from Argentina and Brazil, but what we grew up with the beef. And that's what they want to really share with that while he is holding out his dream and being compassionate and teaching that compassion to others to say, hey, it's okay. But um, also trying to say, here, help us. Help me not be so nervous and be sad or, um, and stressed and just help me with bringing groups into the restaurant. Absolutely. You know, and I think that is one of the reasons why I really, after talking to y'all and hearing JJ's story, is the main reason I wanted to have y'all. And, you know, of course, I want to promote y'all any way I can, but I really want to help get the word out about this. You know, we were sharing earlier that I have a niece who has muscular dystrophy mm -hmm. and... And I, I've got one of the the muscular dystrophies with an overlap of the erythematosus lupus. Yet again, it's just another limitation. Right. And there's so many different illnesses in today that we all have a story. We all have a journey. Mm -hmm. No matter, everybody in the world does. And it is about just reaching into the community and for us to say, hey, there's Parkinson's. Anybody know of the good Parkinson's foundations right. in the community? Please get um, contact us because we're looking to really partner with them and the family 
family because this is something so dear to them. And while there's others with autoimmune or nerve ending or anything that might go into um, the way Parkinson's does, it's just really important about speaking about it. Yes. Not just embracing it, but being that voice. And that's really what Alda and Juarez, more importantly, want to be that voice to say, hey, this is what we're doing. And to be an example to anybody that might help us with helping um, find a location or uh, one of the um, Parkinson's foundations that might be uh, looking because we've been having a challenge with that and help send us groups so that we can really start um, becoming a better employer to not just people needing a job in the community, but also to people that have limitations because we're open and it's uh, it's just about a way of life. It's about how we do things. Sometimes if you've had it a little bit longer than others, couple few decades um, you learn how to mask things but you also learn how to teach others and share it and be that voice as well as um, what Juarez is looking to it doesn't have to just be Parkinson's whatever type of limitation yeah. this is his and this is his voice and his story of what he wants to tell others I think it's so important there's so many things that you just said there that I want to kind of highlight but number one I want to say JJ you doing what you do and showing up at the restaurant for a hundred hours a day <laughs> You're giving hope to other people that may have that same disability or a similar disability. So thank you for that. And I want to tell you, Michelle, I mean, I mean, we had just a random conversation the other day yeah. and you were talking about your disability or your limitation. And we just recently found out, I say recently, it's been about a year that my niece, they finally figured out what was wrong and it's muscular dystrophy. And, you know, to some people, you might think this could be a death sentence if you don't know anything about it and so when you shared with me that you've dealt with it for what would you say 30 years yeah try not to look at the <laughs> but yeah it's been uh, this past october it was 30 years but you gave me so much hope and so i i thank you for that well yeah you're welcome i mean uh, ultimately and that's like you know what alda and i do it's like the lord it's the lord jesus and we go in prayer every morning and to just say hey here we are send us into what we need to do but also to be okay. that inspiration and hope as you mentioned for others mm -hmm. and it can be just you know people coming into the restaurant while we're here but you know passing on the road or whatever it might be because you never know what somebody's going through and with that said, it's just um, what helps that person with having that better quality mm -hmm. of life. And obviously, it's going to be diet, um, which here's the good food. And that's kind of one of the reasons the non -GMO, that they're so focused because right? people don't realize that GMO, the non-GMO, no MSG, um, we cater to people with special dietary needs. And people don't really realize it until they really start watching, wait, what their diet is. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. just... Um, about having that farm to table fresh food yep. to have that diet exercise and then being in a stress-free as much as you can environment well I tell you what the only stress I feel is after I eat too much when I come there <laughs> which I do every time and then you relax let your belly have your time with family and friends like yeah. us from South America you know do and then you've eaten healthy and you know that you've not put junk in your body yes and 98% I want to say um, I haven't looked at the statistics lately but um, the restaurants and they have MSG yeah. in there unfortunately Absolutely. One other thing you said, and correct me if I misheard you, but I don't think I did, is that, you know, you're creating a culture there where you welcome those people that have the limitations to come yes. and maybe even work for you. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. And that it is may amazing. Be, like, might not be for the server or what they can do. And to be able to be versatile, if someone comes, well, they can't do, you know, that's where we're pretty open minded to mm -hmm. see who comes, how we can do that. 
That is so amazing. That you guys have got an incredible culture going on. So okay, let's shift shift the topic just a little bit. We're gonna pivot a few times here. Okay, let's we're do gonna it. keep it interesting. So you guys have an incredible presence on social media, um, and you share like stunning photos of your food and your menu. Menu. How has social media helped you tell your story and? You know, highlight what maybe you do differently when it comes to social media. Well, we can always be better. And right now we're needing because we want that full house. And we just us opening just in August. That's where Mm -hmm. we're asking, please help us get better. Um, We are going out there with all of the different social media sites, obviously from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram. Um, We've even got some of the young ones on uh, Snapchat and telling their stories and things. But we have um, our sites on there. For all of those, okay, and um, the Google reviews, the Yelp, and um, the TripAdvisor, um, as well as having our website. So any and every one of those, we ask you that when you come, share your photos, share your stories, so that we can help share our story with the world. Just to say, come to us. And on the other side, if there's something that we need to be doing and you've got an idea, we welcome it. You know, our email is on our website. Um, go to 12cutsteakhouse.com and you can just share that. Um, look at our reviews. We've got some outstanding mm-hmm. reviews. I think I've left one. Thank you. Thank <laughs> and you. I know my friend did the other night that I brought for his birthday. So, by the way, that birthday cake was ridiculous. It was so good. And I love the personal presentation, you know, writing his name and happy birthday. It was really well done. And we, and that's the special events. We really want to focus when you do have that special event, let us know when you make your reservation. Um, Not only is it just this um, birthdays, if it's an anniversary, whatever type of special event, if you're wanting to have that group to come in, I ask you, you know, just uh, let us know, call us. We can accommodate again from 10 up to 350 people. And we have state-of-the-art audiovisual, state-of-the-art space that it can separate in and we can do all-day meetings. So if you have that breakfast just because we um, specialize in lunch and dinner, come for that breakfast meeting. You're going to get some uh, great food, some great specials. We can do theme breaks, lunch, happy hours, uh, receptions, dinners. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you might need that you want to have some good food and great space to um, to do, you don't need to go um, to you know the typical places where people go yeah. to have the uh, their meetings. They don't think they think about that. I, I've witnessed this myself on several different occasions. I think I have a problem. I might be a bit addicted to you guys. <laughs> Please, we we need that, and we appreciate it too. So. Let's talk about the culture because every time I walk in there, I get the same experience and that's so important, right? So let's talk about, you know, what is the culture like at 12 Cuts and how important is your team's culture in creating an excellent experience for your guests? Well, um, the, it's the culture of South America. And if you have, I mean, we're, we're America. So Americas are North, Central and South. But South America is so much about um, family, good food and friends and just coming around and just so, being together and just mm-hmm. uh, we call it in Argentina charlar. To oh, no. Have, should I try to say that? Charlar. charlar. To just no. have conversation. It's <laughs> a good conversation. Try. And um, I haven't learned quite yet the proper Portuguese word for conversar. Conversar. And mm-hmm. so that's what it really is about. But the environment, the upscale dining, yes. five-star um, experience that you have, along with the positive five-star mm-hmm. reviews that we've had, and it's that area eclectic, contemporary, casual atmosphere. 
Absolutely. So how long do each of your servers go through training? How long does their training take? So right now we just open, so we train every day. So every day is a training. So Okay. Because and we don't have a like, time to go through training. So we started to work. We have every day by one by one and training, training. Okay. okay. So the reason I asked that question is because I would say you guys probably have the best service mm-hmm. of any place that I've ever ate at. And I've eaten at some pretty nice places. So um, there's not a second like that. If I get up from the table, I come back, there's somebody waiting there to pull my chair out for me. You know, my napkin's been folded. Um, it's just... And, both you and JJ, every time I'm there, you'll come out. How is your experience? Yeah. How's your food? How's everybody treating you? I mean, it's just in multiple waiters. It's not just one. Well, this goes back to their knowledge, you know, for the past 20 years of what to do and how to do it right in that five-star dining experience. But as they um, are, they look at applications and they're interviewing mm-hmm. the servers and the bartenders um, and the staff. It's just one of the criterias that uh, we look for. And it's not like you have to, but we look for that positive, good attitude that they're going to be on fire, ready to serve. And the the white glove five-star service, you can teach that, but a person has to have that fire from within. You know, I say the exact same thing when I'm hiring for my staff. Yeah. And I tell everybody, I'm like, and I typically look for people that don't have experience doing what I do, you know, because I feel like I teach a little bit different than yeah. the rest of the recruiting world. But I tell them, I'm like, I can teach you how to recruit, but I can't teach you how to have passion. Right. You've got to have that coming in the door. And that's that positive attitude. Yes. Of, you know, Walt Disney said it best. When you go on stage, leave it behind, behind the door, walk out. And that's one of the, um, the things about our culture. It's like, just leave that behind because it's about the customer's experience. We yes. all have something what we've talked about. Yes. And um, it's also not asking anything from the staff that any of the management team wouldn't do themselves. Lead by example. I love that. And then on the same place, they are on the floor every day. So Jadis uh, and Dejair, and they are every day on. on so then they are doing the right thing. So they are the same for the server. So they are. So everything happened. They are there. They are see like the next time you do that. So this is a continual thing. And we can always, you know, nobody's perfect. Right. None of us are perfect. So we're always looking for ways that we need to improve and can yeah. improve and listening to the feedback from the associates as well. That is awesome. So how does the family-owned element contribute to the atmosphere and the menu? This is another thing that we are there doing every day. So we look at the food every day, recipes, and that we take care of every day, step, everything happens. So the owner is there, me, Jadis, Dejair, and his wife. So we are there, look at everything. So we Mm want to make sure... So the food is the right temperature, everything. So we take care, like, very close. And we make sure all customers come in, feel like family, feel part of our I feel restaurant. Like I get hugs when I come in. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm like, I feel like family. So, yeah. yeah. And that's that what we part want. part of our family. That is awesome. Awesome. You may not get hugs the first time you come in. You just got to... Keep Easy coming to, back. Keep coming back. Yeah, then you'll get, get hugs. Get to know us, <laughs> and then we're going to be excited to give you that South American uh, hug. But if you need it, just ask it. If you need it, just, oh. He likes to give (laughs) hugs. That is awesome. So I'd like to hear from all of you on this. What have you loved the most about coming to this country and creating this restaurant of your dreams? And what are some of the challenges that you faced in your journey as an entrepreneur in this country? 
So the beginning, this country welcomed us very well. So I like this country. If you part a lot sooner I come, I feel part of this country. And so this is the dream to even Brazil. Maybe it's not possible because all different issues, but here is possible financial, location, and everything. So, and the challenge and tell that we are open to all cuts, Brazilian steakhouse is the location open with the best food, best service. So people come in so mm -hmm. that it will spread the word. And how long have y'all been open now? Three months. Has it been three months already? Three months. August wow. 27th. Y'all have done a lot in three months. And, I mean, the restaurant was packed the night I was there. Yeah, we hit the, ro um, the road running. That's awesome, awesome. JJ, what do you like best about coming to this country? I love it there. I love it to be here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And did you come around the same time? I actually was born here. Okay. I was born in the United States. My father's from... Um, from the states and my mother's from argentina so i was blessed to have that dual citizenship gotcha and when i was seven um we uh, went over to argentina and i got to spend all my school years until um high school then i came back here okay and got to and now i i'm fortunate to take um and go back and take my daughter to teach that culture in another generation because that south american culture is so important it is um argentinians brazilians very very similar different but it is just about that south american culture that we keep going back to that there's just nothing like it it's about tranquility and um and happiness and that's one of the things that uh, Suarez was like you know just be happy let's just be um here and that's what it is this country is um a wonderful country and it is about sharing that with the north americans so that they can really appreciate and enjoy this type of good food well and I will say again, the food is amazing, especially the lamb. That's my favorite. The uh, lamb oh, chops. Yeah. And the picanha. Picanha is... What's that? Picanha is the top sirloin, and oh, that's by far my favorite. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and y'all have a... Is it a tomahawk? Tomahawk. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty not normal, right? Yeah, no, for uh, this type of restaurant. So, but we offer it to everybody. Yeah, yes. And that's the 12 cuts. That's what 12 cuts um, came from. It's 12 cuts of um, the <gasps> I prime. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, um, it's our focus on the prime cuts. To have a two, uh, the best 12 cuts. That is so cool. I was wondering where that came yeah. from. Well, and, and um, they wanted to come up with something that was easy to remember, and it's got the top um, 12 cuts. Yep. Well, and of course, too, that probably comes up a lot faster because it's a number, like when people it are does. Googling. Yeah we, yeah, we realized that later. Yeah. We were like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I wouldn't have thought of <laughs> until uh, Marissa's been helping us with our SEO, with our VIP website, and there's so many things she says, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't have thought of that at all wow. <laughs> to make it, to optimize it. So she's done a great job optimizing ours. Um, so what's in store for 12 Cuts in the future? Um, where do you see the restaurant in the next five years? So our plan is to grow, open more, and give opportunity for people that work with us today to grow with us. So uh, we want our employee to feel good and then grow with us at the company. So have a, I don't know how many five years maybe five maybe four. But. Okay, where do you have you thought about where the next location might be? Not yet. Do you think it'll be in the DFW area or do you think it'll be outside Is of the DFW? Probably we have a lot of Brazilian steakhouse in Dallas, so mm -hmm. maybe a different area. Okay. okay. 
Yeah, that's another one of the goals that Alda and I had was for Dejair and Juarez to be able to even just be running this one mm-hmm. while um, her and I, as they're opening different other restaurants and her and I can really go to what our real passion is, is reaching out and serving and uh, serving. And that's um, to start a, a nonprofit that helps for um, in Argentina, in Brazil and in the Dallas area. There's so many, but it's just something that uh, what we feel calling Awesome. Awesome. Well, you let me know when you get that nonprofit started, because I definitely want to partner with you and support you on that. Great. Thank you so so much. I'm excited for that. Okay, guys, how do people find you? www.12cutsteakhouse.com. And um, you can uh, go there, make your reservations. Um, You can call us at 469-779-7012. We've got um, our brochures right here. We are open for lunch and dinner. And we also have Sunday brunch, which is fabulous. They've made some great homemade cakes and fresh fruits on there. Mm. Um, The space, again, we've got some great space for some groups. And um, you can email us. um, Our email's on there. Go on to any of our social medias if you want to reach out um, or just uh, call and ask for either Alda or uh, myself. And uh, we're happy to help you. That is awesome. I can already already know where next Mother's Day is going to be. Please. There, it's easy. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Okay, well, we are to the part of the show where we kind of put you on the hot seat and we ask you our VIP questions. And these are these are designed to get you to think kind of outside of the box and kind of get you outside your own head. So, my first question, and any of y'all can take this, whoever wants to, if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, the planet, what three things or people would you take with you? And say, I'm going to take my family. I don't change my family for nothing. So my son, my husband, and my food. <laughs> 12 cuts. 12 cuts on Mars. Opening soon. <laughs> Churrasco experience on Mars. There you go. Um, okay, again, up for grabs. What is one thing you do to start your day to set you up for success? That's going to be the prayer. You know, that's one of the things that we try to just be still and know that he is with us and he is, uh, this is not about anything that we have is all about his anyway. But uh, Alda and I try to, we don't always get to because things just um, jump in the way, but um, individually we do. And that's just like the first thing that we try to do is pray. pray. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, guys. One more question. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? We come up with our blessings. Our blessings. Our blessings, because life is just a blessing, and it's about being able to share that. And just like we talked about with um, people with limitations and having their journey and um, being grateful and blessed. And it's not always easy, especially when, and you can just for your niece, it's not always easy on those hard times, Mm -hmm. but just uh, knowing that this, whatever we have is a blessing that the Lord is about to use to bless somebody else. Awesome. And I'm just going to give a shout out to Audrey Tabor, my niece. I love you very much. So, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. And I hope everyone out there will really pay attention to what's going on here, because not only are they striving to follow their passion of serving others by opening up that nonprofit, they're already opening that door today by 
hiring people that might have those limitations. So be sure you check them out and give them some support so that we can help them follow their dream. And so guys, I have one last thing to say to you. You are VIPs. Thank you. Thank you you so much. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.